We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back into the Labatt Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed Blue and White. Drink Blue and Light. I am Jim Galanti and with me is the voice of that famous basketball mecca, the Bryce Jordan Center. It's which is, getting there. It's suddenly the toughest ticket in town. Mr. Jeff Brown, how are you doing, sir? Uh, I am still riding a high, man. That was incredible on Saturday. If you weren't there, shame on you. You missed a lot of really good basketball, first of all, but then... The atmosphere in the Bryce Jordan Center for years and years and years. Oh, it's not a basketball arena. Oh, it's never going to be a basketball arena. They ought to go back to Rec Hall. Well, you know what? You get yourself a winning team, and all of a sudden you get sellout crowds. And those folks were loud. They were rowdy. The atmosphere was absolutely electric. And I can't wait to do it again next Saturday. Well, I wasn't there because I couldn't get a ticket. Sold out, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> I know. It was amazing. You don't know the number of people who came to me. And I'm like, huh, I'm a nobody. I can't get you tickets uh, <laughs> to a junior high basketball game, let alone this one. No you, way. You mean I'm out of luck if I need tickets, Jeff? Don't come to me. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, do you know what? A very interesting Minnesota game, the sellout crowd. But let's go back through the whole week. This week started with mm-hmm. a win at Michigan State, which wasn't that amazing. Has to be, you know, at least a season-defining win. Michigan State. Uh, no matter where they are in the standings, they have to be considered the class of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And you go in, and let's talk about that game for a minute, Jeff. I watched it. I thought Cassius Winston may have been the best player on the court, but oh, I thought definitely. Penn State was the best team, though. Yeah, that's that's the whole key. This team, and I think Pat talked about it on Saturday, resiliency has really kind of been the key word throughout the season for them because you know teams are going on a run, and they're closing the gap, or they're getting ahead, you know, seven, eight, nine points. And then this team just keeps running at them. They never give up. And it seems like it's a different person uh, every time, other than Lamar Stevens, stepping up to be that second person. And it's so much fun to watch. Saturday was John Hara. And, uh, Michigan State, they had a group of guys who jumped in and, and started scoring for them. It's It's been that kind of season where... You know, the, the typical Penn State basketball fan might be going, oh, no, here it comes. It's never been coming this year. It just keeps getting better and better and better. Well, you have starting out, the given is Lamar Stevens. Mm-hmm. Myron Jones is now that second option, and we'll get to yes. him in a second, missing the Minnesota game. But you now have so many other possibilities. Is it going to be Seth Lundy? Is it going to be, uh, you know, Curtis Jones? Is it going to be Isaiah Brockington? Um, Seth Lundy, uh, who I already mentioned, Miles Dredd, there's at least one of those guys always seems to step up. Yeah, and the nice thing is now Miles Dredd has found his shot. He was in such a horrible slump for the first half of the season, 
And now he's starting to, to drain those threes, and he's draining them at really, really clutch moments in the games. So that gives Pat another um, weapon to throw at, at people. And how about that dunk with Isaiah Brockington? Oh, oh my. Yes. Gee, I had no idea how he got past those two guys. He was going at them, and I thought, oh, no, here comes a charging foul. Yep. And he got through them, and oh, my God, that was an NBA slam. You call that explosive. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about Myron Jones because he had, and I'm going to use this as my segue from Michigan State to Minnesota, he was six for eight, three-point mm-hmm. shots um, against Michigan State. That was huge. And as I said, he became that, you know, Lamar Stevens is 1A, Myron Jones was 1B, and it really showed at Michigan State. Those hoops were huge. That's a big difference for the team this year, and especially because you know Lamar Stevens still isn't getting the respect I think he deserves on the floor from the officials. Uh, even even uh, you know in the, the Michigan State game, there was a couple of ticky-tack fouls there. It wasn't so bad against Minnesota, but when he gets locked up like that, Penn State needs someone else to go to, and Myron Jones has been that guy consistently. He, he really has, and that, that is so important because teams, if they're smart, they are going to double Stevens. Oh, yeah. They are. And you're right. It seems especially there were the several game span where Stevens was getting himself in foul trouble, and to me, I think the biggest issue, fear going forward with this teams is foul trouble among the bigs. Yeah, uh, Stevens, yeah, that that is Watkins, Hara, um, and it's night and day when when Stevens is not in foul trouble, and I think it's significant that he was not in foul trouble the uh, either game this week. Terrific, yeah, and and John Hara, what a game he had Saturday, but he is prone to silly fouls, you know, over the back and things like that. Although he's had a couple call on him that I had to scratch my head too, but. That does make it difficult because if both he and uh, Mike Watkins get into foul trouble, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, that's, a, that's a huge problem. So uh, I think Pat has been really masterful at, at how he's been running these guys in and out of the games. And, you know, they're not, he's not making either one of them tired. He's keeping them out of the foul trouble and uh, keeping him fresh. I think he's done a masterful job of that. Well, you have to look at it, or I do. They have two centers. They have 10 fouls to give from that mm-hmm. position. <laughs> and they've been using them. And it's the ticky-tack fouls. You know that there's always going to be those plays where, well, the call could go either way and it may go against you. But right. play smart. And Hara has that tendency going for the offensive board, going over people's back, and he's got to stop doing that. Oh, yeah, especially now that he's a starter. Um, you know, and, and Mike Watkins, uh, as much as I love watching him play, um, you never know what kind of mood he's going to be in on the floor. And if Hara gets in trouble with fouls, and you got to go with Mike Watkins throughout the game, and, and this is one of those games where, um, you know, he's, he's not happy. Um, you got problems, and you can't have problems this point of the season, especially going into the Big Ten tournament, uh, the NCAA tournament. You're one, you're done. You can't afford a game like that. And l- let's talk about that Minnesota game. And I know it's easy to say Mike Watkins got himself in foul trouble. That's why he was on the bench. But candidly, 
I think he, he was just going to be ineffective playing defense. And John Harrah, it, it's hard to say a guy played a great defensive game when your opponent puts up 32 points like Otora <laughs> did. <laughs> but with that said, Harrah made him work for those, and Harrah mm-hmm. didn't have the silly fouls. I just felt like, and we were talking about this off the air, Jeff, if Mike Watkins was out there five consecutive possessions, I suspect he would have had five consecutive fouls. But here's the frustrating part for me, Jim, is you watch Oturu play, and he's a great player, no doubt about it. But he was really banging on both Mike and John. I mean, really banging on him. And if Lamar Stevens had done half of that, he would have been rung up numerous times for fouls. Oturu's getting the respect. Lamar Stevens isn't, and, and that's not fair. That's something that's got to be reviewed at the end of the season or whatever. What is going on when this guy can physically just keep banging into people and not getting called for anything, sticking his arm out, pushing people, you know, pushing off? He doesn't get the, the calls, but Lamar basically brushes by somebody, and all of a sudden he's rung up for another foul. I sometimes wonder, Jeff, if that has to do with the fact that this guy is plays like the traditional center, the big guy who he's expected to be physical. He's mm-hmm. down on the block, and that Lamar and and I'm not justifying it, but it just seems like the game is called differently for the guy who's that, like I said, that traditional center. He's going to back you down. Those bodies are going to be bumping up against each other. Where Lamar, a lot of those are if not 20 feet away from the basket, they're more like 10, 12 feet away from the basket. And the game is called differently. That's um, a good point. It, it truly is. Uh, and he's he's more out in the open, uh, you know, as far as that goes. But, yeah, man, there were so many times I thought Oturu was going to get rung up, and he didn't. And, you know, you end up with 30-some points because nobody's calling a foul on you for, for doing what you're doing. He, he, was, he was physical. Uh, uh, I'll go with you on that. Um, but the other cool thing, Jim, is every time he touched the ball, the boos were <laughs> incredible. They were It was so much fun. I mean, that's a basketball crowd. That's not a bunch of people sitting on their hands and politely applauding when something good happens. They were on him from open to close. It was so much fun to hear. And it seemed like the, a very knowledgeable crowd watching from mm-hmm. my living room. And even the, and I'll lead to um, Hara and Wheeler had incredible defensive games. And like I said, Harry, yep. you know, his man scored 30 points, but they were phenomenal. Their double teams out on the point. Um, we're, we're maybe the difference in this game and the fans seem to really react to those two yeah. and the defensive performance. They love it. Here's the thing with Jamari is you see his stats and he has outstanding defensive stats, but what you don't see is every single time down the floor, he is batting at the ball. He is stabbing at the ball. Uh, that's gotta be just hell for point guards coming up the court is is even if he doesn't steal the ball he makes it so difficult they've got to pay attention to him and that's got to take away attention from what they want to do and them looking at the floor and seeing he's open and i'll also say he he hit a three-pointer against michigan state last week <laughs> and he's been hitting it he's shooting it confidently when he's open it's a three-wheeler <laughs> oh, do, do you do that as the pa guy now 
I did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, let's talk big picture here, Jeff, in the last minute that we have. Uh, how good is this team? How high a seeding are we going to see from this group? Yeah, I was disappointed. I saw the CBS um, seedings on Saturday or Friday, and uh, you know, I, I thought it was a fourth seed guaranteed, and they had them down six or seven, well, which that- I don't understand because there were three Big Ten teams that Penn State has beaten soundly that were above them. Well, so you know, we'll see what happens from there. But these guys can beat anybody they want to beat right now. I'm, I'm, I'm confident of that. Purdue coming up, we saw what they did last week against Iowa. So that's not a gimme by any stretch of the imagination, especially there, but they should be able to beat them. They should be able to beat Northwestern and move this winning streak to eight straight. Well, we'll look forward to it. They ha- I've been seeing, they've been getting some support from uh, like Palm, who's uh, does a uh-huh. lot of these. They've been getting a lot of heavy support. Unfortunately, that's it. That's all the time we have. Jeff, thank you so much. You're welcome so much. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hardy souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Levant, USA, Buffalo, New York. Life gets complicated, and it only gets more complicated when things change, which is why AAA insurance agents take the time to talk with you so that they can help you choose the best auto and home coverage. Don't put off getting protected. Let AAA help cover what you care about. Insurance that's not just insurance. Talk to your local AAA insurance agent or visit AAA.com to learn more about AAA. Looking for a great gift for the blue and white fan in your life? Check out 409tailgateclub.com for some great ideas. You can get the tailgate box that includes all their rubs and sauces. Then there's the Bloody Mary gift box, complete with mix, bacon salt, and even pepperoni straws. Go to 409tailgateclub.com and check out their online store. Don't forget to use code KSN on checkout for a discount. That's 409tailgateclub.com and use code KSN.